الحمد للہ وقف وسلام عباده الذين استفى اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشیطان الرجیم بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم والذین آمنوا اشد حمد لله وقال الله تعالی في آیت اخرى يحبهم ويحبونه سبحان ربك رب العزة اما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم الله سبحانه وتعالى سر القران والذين امنوا ان دوز هو هاف ايمان اشد حبا لله ار اكستريملي انتنس ان ذير لوف فور الله سبحانه وتعالى Many times we have spoken on this topic of having love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many times we are recently telling people that people think that the first step in tasawwuf, tazkiyah, the path to become closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to have love for Him. Actually the first thing is to realize that Allah ta'ala loves us. Even before we loved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, We were the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us. This is the first thing for us to realize. When a person feels the love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for them, then they will love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When a person realizes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves them, then they will love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The reason why many people today are distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is they haven't realized that He actually loves them. They don't feel that love. They're leading a life where they are distant from Him. They're leading a life where they are sometimes disloyal to Him. They're sometimes leading a life that they are disobedient to Him. If they knew that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loved them first, they would be more than happy to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala back. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our love for Allah ta'ala comes from our heart. And Allah ta'ala's love for us also comes down upon our heart. The function of the eyes is to see, the function of the ears is to hear, the function of the tongue is to speak, the function of the qalb, the spiritual heart, the heart of the ruh is to love. Our qalb was given to us to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love falls on a person's heart. So it doesn't matter what a person looks like, whether they are white or black or brown or beige or yellow. It doesn't matter they're tall or short. It doesn't matter what class they come from, what background they come from, what degree they have. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love for them is going to fall directly on their heart. Can you imagine how hard that heart has become? They cannot feel the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Cannot feel Allah ta'ala's love for it. Just like a mother, if she has a son, first problem, if the son doesn't love the mother. So what will the mother do? She won't give up initially. She will give so much love to her son. She will think, okay, for whatever reason, my son has this disease that he doesn't love me. I will win him over with love. I will show him so much love that I will win him over. And then if that son does not feel that love, that son that is immune to the love that a mother has for a son, how would you view such a son? 
Just like that, you should imagine that how should we view that abd, and especially that abd mu'min, that believing human being who is immune to feeling the love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for them. How hard has that person's heart become? How diseased has that person's heart become? So in everybody's heart, there's either the nur of the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or there's the darkness of love for Allah. Either they want their heart to be loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or they're busy trying to get themselves loved by someone else. Beloved to the world, beloved to society, beloved in the eyes of their classmates, beloved in the eyes of their friends. Every person has a heart. Every human wants to love. Every human wants to be loved. It's our decision whether you want to be the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or you want to be the beloved of someone in this world. You want to be the beloved of your boss. You want to be the beloved of the corporate world. You want to be the beloved of all of medicine. Whose beloved do you want to be? That's your choice. Which one is the most important to you? How few people are there left now who make the choice that no, I want to become the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's my choice. That's my dream, that's my aspiration, that's my hope. How many people think like that? And how many people want to become the beloved of everything else in this world? So given that we have to love some being, why shouldn't we love that truest lover, that truest beloved, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Why shouldn't we love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who loves us? Why shouldn't we love Allah Ta'ala the most when He loves Mu'mineen the most out of all of His creation? Out of all of Allah Ta'ala's creation, the most love Allah Ta'ala has is for Mu'mineen. How tragic it is that the Mu'mineen, the most love they have is not for Allah Ta'ala. The best Mu'min feels a little love for Allah Ta'ala and they love something else more, they love something else also, they love something else most. And Allah SWT loves the mu'mineen the most. More than He loves anything else in this world. More than He loves the malaika. More than He loves angels. More than He loves anything else in His creation. So much love Allah SWT has for the believers that He has said in Nabi Kareem Wasallam said in a hadith, Qalbi mu'min arshullah. That the heart of a believer is the arsh of Allah SWT. Our mashayikh in Urdu, they explain this this way. That na zameen mein, na asmaan mein, na arz mein, na samawat mein Allah Ta'ala ki muhabbat jam sakti hai. Allah Ta'ala ki muhabbat sirf mu'min ki dil mein aasakti hai. Hum kitne khush naseeb hai ki hum wohi mu'mineen hai. Jin ki seenay mein woh dil hai. Jis hi mein Allah Ta'ala ki muhabbat aasakti hai. Aur shiiz ki qadr nahi hai. Shiiz ki ahsas nahi hai. Then our Mashaikh Mufassirin have mentioned that in Quran, when Allah subhanahu wa talks to Mu'mineen, in one place he says to them, the Inna Allah that indeed Allah subhanahu wa has bought, purchased from the Mu'mineen. What? Their selves, anfusahum, their property, wealth, amwalahum, bi'anna lahumul jannah, in exchange for jannah. So the first question is that why did Allah Ta'ala, why does Allah Ta'ala purchase us? 
I'd say Allah Ta'ala should have told us that we should sell ourselves to Him. That would have been more appropriate language. That the mu'maneen should sell themselves to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Rather than Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala purchasing us. So, here the Mufassirin wrote that actually, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has no need for us. No need for us whatsoever. Nor does He have any nafa, any gain by purchasing us. How mustaghni is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You would be amazed. If every single insan became a great wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it would not increase the shan of Allah ta'ala one drop. And if every single insan became evil and disobedient right from all billions and billions of people, then it would not decrease the shan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one drop. Allah Ta'ala is completely mustaghni from any feeling that we may have. But still He wants us. Still He wants us. Second thing Mufasreen mentioned is that Allah Ta'ala should have said that He got our hearts. He mentioned the nafs, ourselves, and our mal. So why didn't Allah Ta'ala say that He's purchased our hearts? To Mufasreen ne is tarah simjaya ki dil to pehre hi Allah Ta'ala se kitha. Usko khreedne ki zhurti nahi thai. Why? Because Kudubul Mu'mineen Waqfun That the hearts of believers are waqf They're already given as a waqf to Allah SWT They already belong to Him Ab rehta kya hai? Humare jaan aur humara maal Allah Ta'ala ne ka Ey iman walon tere dil to hai humare Ab aapka maal jaan baqi tha Woh bhi mein khreed leta hon Taakke aapko jannat ata karo This Allah Ta'ala is telling us with feeling With love in Quran we should feel that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should view that we have been sold, purchased by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know how happy a slave used to be when there was slavery. If some good malik came and purchased him, he would be so happy. He'd be so excited that oh, this is a good malik, a good master, and from all the slaves he's chosen to purchase me. Sometimes we tell the young men that you'll be so excited if some football team selects you. Or some university selects you, hmm? that they select you. Oh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying in Quran that, oh, Mu'mineen, I've selected you for Jannah. I've taken your lives, yourselves, your money, your hearts were already mine. How honored should a person feel? A person should feel that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are the murad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're already besought by Allah Ta'ala. If only we could start seeking Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So this is a major message in Quran. That's why Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala said in Quran, Yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbunahu. Yuhibbuhum and He loves the believers. Yani Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala loves the believers. Wa yuhibbunahu and they, the believers, they love Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. First Allah Ta'ala said yuhibbuhum. Allah Ta'ala loves them. Then He said that they love Allah. So first we are the beloveds of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we become the lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now this love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for believers is different from any other kind of love in this world. Different from any other kind of love in this world. Every love in this world has some ulterior motive. Has some self-interest. Koi maqsad, koi matlab. Every love in this world even the pure loves, even the noble loves. So we use those examples. The love that parents have for their children. Yes, they will have a true love. 
part of it, a large part of it will be a selfless love. But there's always a small element which is selfish. What does it mean? That the parents love the children. But part of them also want that when the children grow up, they should take care of the parents. Children love the parents. But the children also want that the parents should support us financially. They should take care of us. They should guide us. Koi na koi maksad faida matlab Similar between husband and wife. No matter how much they may truly love one another, each one also has a slight motive that my wife should support me, she should be a means of sukoon for me. The wife wants that the husband should support me financially, he should be my caretaker, my guardian. There's some benefit, there's some nafa, some faida. The children get benefit from the parents, the parents get benefit from the children, the husband gets benefit from the wife, the wife gets benefit from the husband. Even in the teacher-student relationship, the alim, talib, or the sheikh, shagird relationship, there's benefit. The student benefits from the teacher. The teacher can benefit from the student on the day of judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone loves the believers even though the believers are of absolutely no benefit to him whatsoever. Absolutely selfless love. Be gharaz, be matlab, mahabbat. Allah ta'ala hum se so why shouldn't we love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who loves us? That we can say in English that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us entirely for His own self. So why shouldn't we entirely love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Second difference is that in this world when there are ever any, any two lovers they will have to meet and you will see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He also wanted that mu'mineen should come to Him in Jannat for mulaqat, to meet Him. And in fact, in all history, whenever human beings forgot Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala sent anbiya over and over and over again, 120 or 124,000 anbiya were sent to humanity. Why? To remind human beings that we're going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To remind human beings to prepare for that meeting. How much does Allah Ta'ala love us? If you love someone, you will send one person to invite them to you. You may send two people to invite them to you. You may send three people to invite them to you. Allah Ta'ala has so much love for humanity that He sent 120,000 prophets to invite them to Him. Allah Kamila. How much love Allah Ta'ala has for insan? Wallahu yad'u ila daris salam. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran that Allah Ta'ala is inviting you to daris salam. He's inviting you to the abode of everlasting peace, to the eternal hereafter. So much love. And our Ummah, our Ummah, Ummah Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah Ta'ala has so much love for this Ummah that He sent to this Ummah His greatest Nabi. Imam al-Anbiya wal-Mursaleen Sayyid al-Awwaleen wal-Akhireen Rahmatan lil-Alameen Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Like when the king, when he loves someone If he's an ordinary person, he'll send an ordinary servant to invite them Maybe slightly person he loves more Will send a junior level official to invite them And when he loves that person So the king will send his most special delegate to invite that person. 
So then imagine how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves Ummat Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that to us who did he send to invite us to him? He sent Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You should feel that we are the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we don't feel it. We don't feel it. We don't do qadr of this iman. We don't do qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't do qadr of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ibn Rajab al-Hanbali rahimahullahu ta'ala. In one of his books, he's given this example of a king. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the king. And he says the king sends messengers to people on an island to invite them to him and to prepare for the journey. So the messengers go across the ocean and they go to the island. And there are people on the island. And the messengers go to the people on the island and they tell them that there is this amazing king. And he's inviting all of you to come to him and he wants you to prepare for the journey. And he has prepared an incredible bounties and blessings for you. And you will be he, when you go to make that journey to him, then he will keep you in such a state that you will have every happiness, every joy, every pleasure, everything that you want. And he's going to keep you like that forever. And then he continues the story that the people on the island, they're different groups. Some of them, they don't believe the messengers. They say, how do we know across the ocean that there is some king like that, what you were saying? They refuse to believe. And therefore they don't prepare for the journey, the way the messengers tell them to. They say, no, we rather prefer the life of this island, because these are benefits that we can see. We rather seek these pleasures, because these are pleasures that we can feel. So they ignore the messenger. They ignore the messenger. And they just get busy enjoying the pleasures of their own island. And they don't make any preparation for the journey. And they have no interest in meeting that king. Second group he says, that they listen to the messenger and they believe the messengers. They believe the messengers. And they believe in their heart that yes, there is a king. And yes, in that far away kingdom of that king, we would live with all happiness and pleasure and enjoy everything. And they believe it. But... They're still so in love with the island that they can't bring themselves to prepare for the journey. Even though they believe in the messenger, even though they believe there's a king, but they're so in love with the island, they don't prepare for the journey. Just like us today. This is our example. Then, I'll just tell you the rest of what he wrote. There's a third group that they believe in the messengers. They believe there's a king. And they believe they should prepare for the journey. So they get busy preparing themselves for the journey. But they're not able to help anyone else prepare for the journey. And he says that these are the ibad. These are those people who worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they prepare themselves. Then he says there's a fourth class of people. They believe in the messengers. They believe in the king. And they make every preparation for the journey. And the more and more they hear about the king, the less and less interested they are in the island. So much so that they fall in love with that king and they become totally uninterested in the island. Hmm? And then they start preparing themselves for the journey exactly the way the messengers told them to prepare for the journey. 
and they also help others prepare for that journey. And not only do they themselves make that journey, they help many other people take that journey as well. And Ibn al-Rajab al-Hanbari wrote that these are the ulama'i haqq. These are the real ulama. Because he was writing this risala for the ulama, trying to tell them that who are the ulama? Aap kaun ho? Aapka mansab kya hai? Aap aapko batane wali to itni baat nahi magar aapko pata chum jaye. So those are the real ulama. That not only do they do their own ibadah, but they are helping others to prepare for the journey and take them to the king. So which category do we find ourselves in? So in love with the island. We believe that there is a king. Yani Malikul Mulk, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We believe the messenger and everything is told us about the king. Sayyidina al-Messenger, Sayyidina Rasulullah, Sallam. But we're so caught up in the pleasures and joys of the island, we're not properly preparing ourselves for the journey. <laughs> that king, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, kept sending messenger after messenger after messenger to this little island. The planet earth is an island, <laughs> nothing. All of earth and everything that it contains is just one dot on the solar system. It's nothing. It's a speck on the map of the universe. But Allah Ta'ala loved the insan on this planet so much that He sent them so many messengers to remind them, to invite them for His mulaqat, to invite them into Jannah. Of the Mashaikh also mentioned that you, we have to love Jannah. Yes, we have to love Jannah. Some people think that no, in Tasawwuf you shouldn't love Jannah. You only love Allah SWT. You don't do it for Jannah. No, we love Jannah. Because it's Quran and Sunnah of the Prophet to love Jannah. But our love for Jannah is why? Our love for Jannah is not because of the pleasures that we get in Jannah. Our love for Jannah is because the host of Jannah, Allah SWT. That's why we love Jannah. He's the host of Jannah. The creator of Jannah. Just like when you love someone, you love to go to their house. Yes, they will give you all types of wonderful food, right? But that's not why you love the house. You love the house because of the host and hostess of the house. So our, we love Jannah. But our love for Jannah is part of our love for Allah Taala, Because we love the host who is going to host us and give us all of those blessings. So many blessings a person will get in Jannah. I'll tell you another thing. Greatest blessing. Greatest blessing that a person gets in Jannah are two things. One is an act and one is a feeling. The greatest feeling, the greatest blessing in terms of kefiyat, ahwal, feelings that a person will get in Jannah, in their batin, is the ridwan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala will be pleased with them. That's why Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an al-Kareem, وَرُدْوَانٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرٌ That the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah Ta'ala being pleased with you and knowing that, and feeling that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with me, and getting that feeling, and keeping that feeling for eternity, that is the greatest pleasure of Jannah. Just imagine if you got one drop of that in this world. Imagine for one minute your heart felt that Allah Ta'ala is completely razi with me. Can you imagine the joy that would give your heart? Can you imagine the surur and happiness that your joy, your heart would have? You would exult in joy. 
if you felt your heartfelt, heartfelt that Allah Ta'ala is 100% razi with me, if your heart would melt and overflow with joy, if you felt that for one minute, imagine how your heart is going to feel in all of eternity Allah Ta'ala is razi with you. Kitne khushi hogi, dil ka kitna surur hoga, kya itminan hoga ki mere Allah mujh se razi hai. میرے اللہ اب سو فیصد راضی ہو گئے میں کامیاب ہو گیا ہوں میں پہنچ گیا اس جنت میں آج بندہ کسی دنیا کا سفر کرتا ہے آپ لوگ بالخصوص جب ہمارے امریکہ آتے ہیں گھبراتے ہیں آپ کے پسینے نکلتے ہیں پی آئی پلین جن کے گرین پاسپورٹ ہوتے ہیں ہم آپ کو دیکھتے ہیں ہم بھی سفر کرتے ہیں اور جب ہم دیکھتے ہیں جب وہ امیگریشن سے کلیئر ہو جاتے ہیں نا اتنے خوشی ہم نے کبھی کسی بیگج کلیم پر نہیں دیکھا ہے جتنا ہم نے پی آئی کے مسافر نیو یارک کے بیگج کلیم پر دیکھا ہے کیوں کیونکہ ہم پہنچ گئے ہم بس امن ہاں ایسے نا امن اطمینان سے پہنچ گئے ہو اسی طرح جو مسافر آخرت ہوگا جب وہ جدت کے اندر پہنچ جائے گا اس کی اتنی خوشی ہوگی اتنے اس کی خوشی کو کوئی عالم نہیں ہوگا واقعی اس خوشی کو انحصار کیا نہیں جا سکتا اس خوشی کے لیے اٹرنیٹی ہی ہو سکتا ہے یہ خوشی ایک ابدی خوشی اتنی بڑی خوشی ہوگی کہ یہ کبھی ختم نہیں ہو سکتا اس لیے اللہ تعالیٰ نے ہمیشہ کی زندگی ہمیں دی کیونکہ اللہ تعالیٰ ایک ایسی خوشی ہمیں دیں گے جو بے انتہا ہے اس لیے ایسی زندگی ہمیں دی ہے جو بے انتہا اور پھر جو ظاہری نعمت ہے ظاہری نعمت دا گریٹسٹ ظاہری نعمت از دا دیدار آف اللہ سبحانہ دا رویت دا ویژن آف اللہ سبحانہ ٹو بی ایبل ٹو سی اللہ سبحانہ اللہ حکمر انفنیٹلی مور دین ایوری ادر نعمہ ان جنہ از دس باؤنٹی ان بلیسنگ ان گفٹ دین اللہ سبحانہ از گیون دین وی ویل بی ایبل ٹو سی اللہ سبحانہ How will this Ru'ya happen? First, the Mu'mineen will be too scared to look at Allah SWT because of the azmat of Allah SWT, the haybat of Allah SWT. So they will actually be looking down. Actually, they will be looking down. So this word that comes in Quran, saq, which means ankle literally. Does it mean Allah Ta'ala does not have an ankle? Na'uzubillah. Allah Ta'ala does not have a body and have body parts. What does it mean? It means when Allah Ta'ala in Jannah will see that the mu'mineen are looking down, Allah Ta'ala will send one tajalli of His beauty down to the level of their gaze. The ankle level. Ankle level height. Allah Ta'ala will send one drop reflection. Tajalli means Allah Ta'ala will send one reflection of His beauty. And when they see that, they were looking down, when they see that nur that Allah Ta'ala sends down in that one drop tajalli, they will be so enraptured, they will be so amazed, they will become so attracted, then they will look up at Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala in a state of attraction. 
then when they look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ruk'itibari ta'ala, then they will keep looking, keep looking, keep looking at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shaykh Ashraf Ali Tanibri said that this will continue for endless and endless centuries, millennium, Allahu Alam. How long they will keep looking? But because Allah Ta'ala wants that they should enjoy the other ni'mas of Jannah. And because Allah Ta'ala wants to show them that Khalik Khalik hai, Makhluk Makhluk hai. Right? Varna to pair. Akal to yeh kaya ka but that's it. <laughs> For eternity we would just stare at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who would turn away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and get involved in any other ni'mat of Jannah? So what will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will show one drop of His jalal. First He will be showing them His beauty, His jamal. Then Allah ta'ala will shift into one drop of His jalal, His azmat, His kibriyai. For one shade, fraction of a second they will see one drop. Of a nur, of a reflection, tajalli of al-jabbar, al-mutakabbir, al-aziz, zu-intikam, al-azim, al-a'la, al-akbar. And when they see that, they will look down. And they will look down and then they will go back and enjoy the ni'mats of Jannah. And then many, who knows how many years will pass and then Allah Ta'ala will call them. And then again he will give them a tajalli of his jamal. Again they will look up at him and then they will gaze at Allah Ta'ala for millions of years. Then again he will show them jalal. Then again they will look down. Then again they will go and enjoy the names of Jannah. Then again Allah Ta'ala will call them and they will be doing this for all of eternity. Allah This is what Allah Ta'ala has prepared us for. وَأَأَنْدَلَهُمْ أَجْرًا كَرِيمًا this is what Allah Ta'ala has prepared. This. <laughs> is there anything on this island? Hmm? Is there any joy and pleasure in this island? Is there anything worthy of our love compared to that Allah SWT who loves us so much? Hmm? Our young men and women especially. Hmm? Hmm? Yes. You love the beauties of this world. Hmm? And you want to lose the beauty of the next world. Hmm? Hmm? Why not love that being who is the creator of all beauty? Why not love that being who is beauty himself? Beauty incarnate. The epitome of beauty. The height of beauty. Perennial, timeless, endless, limitless beauty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So much love Allah ta'ala has. The whole reason He created insan was to give him jannat. The whole reason we have been created was to receive this incredible love from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Third difference between the love that we have in this world and the love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for believers. Is that in this world, whomsoever you love, in this world, you will always be separated from them. Always. No matter who they are. If nothing else, death will separate you. But with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His love for the believers is such that when He calls them into His Jannah, then they will never, ever, ever be separated from Him. Never. Allah Akbar. Inseparable love. Undying love. 
Another difference is that every love in this world fades, fading away. There will be some diminishing, lessening in that love. It's not always a honeymoon in this world. That is an initial period. And then things will fade a little bit. Little or more than a little. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala's love for the believers in Jannah is never ever even fading. Never. Even billions and billions of years later, Allah Ta'ala never tires of His love for the believers. That billions of years are going to be such an Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who loves us so much endlessly, limitlessly, unfadingly. How can we not love such an Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He never tires of us. Hmm? How can we tire of Him? Hmm? How can we tire of worshipping Him? How can we tire of obeying Him? Hmm? So the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never ever wears off, never fades away. Next difference between the love in this world and love between Allah ta'ala and the believers. That in this world you have to go find and meet your beloved. You will have to find them. You may have to search for them. You will have to identify them. You may have to travel to meet them. And with Allah Ta'ala's love for the believers, oh, there's no finding, oh, there's no searching. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Hua ma'akum kuntu. That Allah Ta'ala is with you wherever you are. Oh, no journeying, oh, no searching, no traveling, no finding. Hua ma'akum kuntu. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is right there with you. Wherever you are, however you are, whenever you are, in every zaman, in every maqam. That Allah Ta'ala who's given us the gift of His mayat in this world. is about this world. Imagine what type of mayat ilahi Allah Ta'ala has in store for us in the akhirah. Hmm? Why not love that Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala who has already gifted Himself to us? has gifted his mayyat to us, has gifted his companionship to us. Another difference is when in this world, when you remember your beloved, maybe and maybe not your beloved will remember you. Hmm? When you remember your beloved, maybe, maybe not your beloved will remember you. But when Allah Ta'ala is up for the believers, what did Allah Ta'ala say in Quran? You remember me, I will remember you. Every single time you remember me, I will remember you. It is impossible for you to remember Allah Ta'ala except that Allah Ta'ala will remember you. In this world you may be thinking about your beloved. Who knows whether your beloved is thinking about you? 
with Allah Ta'ala. Any and every time you think about Him and remember Him, every single time He remembers you. Kitni Oh my servant and slave, whenever you remember me, I will remember you. <clears throat> Next difference. These were the differences in the loves of this world and the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for us. So we should reflect that means that only Allah Ta'ala is worthy of our true love. Only Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala is worthy of our true friendship. Now let us see how Allah Ta'ala tries to win our love. How much Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala has done to try to attract us and to make us His lovers. How much Allah Ta'ala has done to make us feel His love for us. Because sometimes people say this, that I don't feel Allah Ta'ala loves me. So I want to show you how much Allah Ta'ala has already loved you and you will see it in your life. Number one, Allah Ta'ala is al-Razzaq. He has given us a risk out of His love, not out of our haq, not out of our istihqaq, not because we earned it, not because we deserved it. Allah Ta'ala gave us risk because He loves us. Every all of humanity he gives risk because he wants all of humanity to love him his message in Quran is for all of insan so he is al-razaq for all of insan so much risk that Allah Ta'ala says in Quran that if you were to try to count the ni'mas, blessings and bountings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you would not be able to count them innumerable blessings, countless blessings Allah Ta'ala has sent upon us. You would see in this world, even the dog realizes that the person who gives him risk is his lover. How does a dog know who is his malik? Hmm? How does a dog learn that? Dog knows that whoever gives him some scraps, that's my malik. <laughs> whoever puts out a little bit of food for me, that's my malik. Yani whoever gives me risk, that is my malik. Even a dog knows that. <laughs> oh, bande, <laughs> insan. <laughs> Could we not even be like a dog <laughs> to realize that, that Allah SWT who gives us our risk, He is our malik. He is our rub. He is our nourisher, upbringer, caretaker, sustainer. Allah SWT. <laughs> How can you say I don't feel the love when every day you eat? How can you say I don't feel Allah's love when every day you drink? What was all of that eating and drinking you did except Allah SWT showering His love upon you? Second way Allah SWT showered His love upon us is the health that He has given us. Every person who has any aspect of health, most of the young men here have perfect health. Even those who are older have 95% health. Every aspect of health that we were given, this is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa This is only Allah subhanahu wa love for us, that He has bestowed us with health. Instead of looking at how many times we get sick, we should look at how many times could I have gotten sick? How many times have you walked in a hospital and none of the germs affect you? 
How many times have you inhaled bacteria and none of them actually did anything to you? It's a rare occasion that a bacteria and germ actually had an athar ta'thir on you. So who was that power that saved you from being affected by all of those other millions of germs and bacteria that you encounter every single day? That was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who preserved you and kept you in that health. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us these blessings, and you should ask, you should ask those people who don't have these blessings, they will tell you that you should value the gifts that Allah Ta'ala has given you. Ask the person who doesn't have food to eat. Ask the person who doesn't have health. Ask the person who cannot walk. Ask the person who cannot see. Hmm? They will tell you. They will tell you. Third, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has done our hifazat. Hifazat of our life so many times. And mashallah, this city, hmm? so many times, hmm? so many times, every single one here I'm sure, knows at least several incidents of people who were held up, people who were murdered, people who were assaulted, people who were robbed, people who were hurt, harmed, injured. And you drive on those same roads, and you cross through those same intersections, and if it didn't happen to you, who was that power who protected you? Who was that power due to which it didn't happen to you? That was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That was none other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every, that's why Sayyidina Rasulullah every day when he used to come home, he used to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, praising Allah ta'ala to bring him for bringing him home safely. Every single day he felt it. He felt Allah Ta'ala's love and protection over him that brought him into his door safely. And me and you, we walk home safely or we drive home safely. We don't feel it. We don't feel that our Allah Ta'ala brought us home safely. That's how you're supposed to feel. If we came home safely, I arrived safely. You message, huh? I arrived safely. That's not how we were supposed to feel. Well, Allah Ta'ala brought me there safely. And He did it again. How many times have I flown on this flight? Allah Ta'ala brought me safely again and again and again. Or oh, that Allah Ta'ala who brings you home safely every single night. And then when you enter your home, your family was kept safely throughout the day. How can you forget that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala? How can you say that I don't feel Allah Ta'ala's love for me? How could somebody say that? And His love for you is what brought you safely and kept your family safe all day. Then Allah SWT protected us from so many different enemies. So many different enemies. You may not even know who they are. You may not even know who those Hasideen were who did Hasad. But once you recited even with Ghaflat, مِنْ شَرِّهَا سَيْدِنِ إِذَا حَسَدْ Allah Ta'ala, listen, He protected you. How do you know? All you see is that one or two people who are actually hostile and have enmity towards you, do you know those countless others whom Allah Ta'ala has protected you from? Those countless others who Allah Ta'ala erased their feelings of enmity from their hearts? Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an, وَاللَّهُ أَعْلَمُ بِأَعْدَائِكُمْ that Allah Ta'ala is the most knower of your enemies. 
He knows most about who your enemies are. You don't even know who they are. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. Allah Akbar. So much love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for us. Then if you look at the blessing of family, it's also Allah Ta'ala's love for us. If He's blessed anyone with a husband or a wife, has blessed anyone with children, has blessed anyone with sons, blessed anyone with daughters, blessed some of us with both sons and daughters. Even those people who don't even do qadr of their children, Allah Ta'ala gives them another child. Even people who don't do tirbiyat of their child properly, Allah Ta'ala still blesses them with another child. How much love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has. You should ask those people who don't have families, who are orphans, who don't have parents. Ask those parents who don't have children. Ask those mothers who have only sons. Ask those mothers who have only daughters. What a blessing it would be to also have a son or also have a daughter. How many blessings Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. Yet we still feel, we don't feel the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How could any insan and mu'min help feeling love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has another attribute of His. One of His asmal husna. One is His sifat of being al-haleem. This is part of Allah Ta'ala's love for us. Allah Ta'ala's al-haleem. Al-haleem means that being who has the power to punish us. The power to call us to account. And the right to do so. Justifiable to do so, but he chooses not to do so. Out of his hill, the humble forbearance. What does it mean? The first time we sinned with our eyes, Allah Ta'ala would have been well within his right to make us blind. The first time we raised our tongue in unlawful anger, Allah Ta'ala should have made us mute. The first time we listened to something that was haram to listen to, Allah Ta'ala should have made us deaf. It was 100% Allah Ta'ala's right and might to do so, but He didn't do so. He left us. He gave us reprieve. He gave us muhla. Why? Because Al-Haleem. Because He loves us. He wants it. I want them to change. I want to give them a chance to change. I don't want to punish them immediately. I want to give them the entire lifetime to change. Of who gives you an entire lifetime? Hmm? Our university students, but remember, three strikes are out policy. Hmm? You go on probation, then separation, then readmission, then again probation, then again separation, then again readmission, then again probation, then separation, then that's it. That's the level of hilm of the university. Three times, three chances. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-haleem. He does not punish us for our sins. He gives us an entire lifetime. Three chance, ten chance, a thousand chance, a million chances. Every single breath we take is a chance. So haleem is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is there any other person, any other being who would give anyone so many chances? Hmm? How many chances would a wife give her husband? How many chances do two friends give one another? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He gives us every single chance, every single breath is a chance. Only at the end of life, after life will Allah ta'ala punish. Allahu Akbar. So Harim. And Allah ta'ala Quran Karim has linked this attribute. 
I see every single feeling and desire of sin. I see your nafs wanting to sin. I'm watching you when you do the sin. I'm watching you when you enjoy the sin. I'm watching you when you leave the place of sin unrepentantly. I'm watching you every second that you continue not to make tawbah. I'm alim. I know every single thing and even then halima I'm alim. Allahu Akbar. What an amazing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look how much He loves that despite knowing every single thing, still Allah ta'ala is halim. If we knew anything about someone, there is no way we would be halim. If you knew how someone had betrayed you, if you knew how someone had backfitted you, if you knew how someone had done anything, you know the slightest thing about them, you would have no hilm whatsoever. And Allah Ta'ala says in Quran that He is Aliman Halima, that He knows every single thing, and even then He is Halim. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala loves the believers. It's Allah Ta'ala's Mahabba, His love for the believers, that is why He is Halim, even though He is Ali. Another attribute of Allah Ta'ala is He is As-Sattar. That he hides and conceals and veils, covers the faults and flaws and sins of the believers. Yes, they're mu'mineen and they have so many secret sins, but nobody knows. They're sitting in the classroom, nobody knows about their sins. They're sitting in the office, no one knows about their sins. They go visit their nana nani, they don't get to discover their sins. They go visit their taya, their popo, nobody knows about their sins. They walk around the bazaar, people see them, no one knows about their sins. Allah Ta'ala has hidden a person's sins. As-Sattar. Today look at us, when we find out about somebody's fault, we expose them, we broadcast their fault. Okay, maybe the best of us who keep quiet, but if somebody praises that person in front of us, we say, Nay, what the vese yibikarte. What the vese ese bhi. Right? If somebody praises them in front of us, then we will definitely reveal their fault. But look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Person is sinner. But people are praising that person. Allah ta'ala is watching that. Allah ta'ala still doesn't expose that person. Still a sattar lets the people go on praising them and thinking highly of them. ورنہ ہماری کتنی زلط ہوتی کوئی باپ نہیں ہے جو اپنے بیٹے کے سامنے کھڑا ہوتا اگر اللہ تعالیٰ اس کی تمام گناہ اپنے بیٹے کو دکھاتے کوئی میاں بیوی نہیں ہے جو ایک دوسرے کے سامنے کھڑے ہو سکتے اگر اللہ تعالیٰ ایک دوسرے کے تمام گناہ ایک دوسرے کو دکھاتے اللہ تعالیٰ ستار کس نے آپ کی باپ بن کر رکھے Because he loves the believers. Yes? Because he loves the believers. Just like the mother who loves her child, she doesn't let want anyone to know about the problems of her child. She conceals and covers the flaws and faults of her child. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the believers. So he is as-sattar. Then, another attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this is that he is Al-Hanan and Al-Mannan. 
But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Hanan and Manan. What does it mean? Allah Hanan is that being. Hanan. That always wants the other party to be close to them. Never wants that koyun se root jai. Koyun se dur ho jai. That's Allah Hanan. So, so much so. That Allah Ta'ala addressed all of insan in Qur'an. Ya ayyuhal insan ma ghalraka bi rabbikal kareem. Oh insan, oh human being. What is it that has made you, deceived you, deluded you, confused you about your kind and generous love? Allah Ta'ala doesn't want any single insan to be distant from Him. Any single insan to be disobedient to Him. So much Allah Ta'ala wants. Then Allah the ayah in Quran for the atheist. For the atheist in Quran. Allah Ta'ala addresses the atheist in Quran. Atheist. Atheist. The one who denies Allah Ta'ala. The one who spurns Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. The one who turns his back on Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Al-Hanan. Allah Al-Hanan addresses atheist insan in Quran. فَأَيْنَ تَذْهَبُونَ کہ آپ کہاں جا رہے ہو آپ کدھر جا رہے ہو where are you going look at the love of Allah سبحانہ وتعالی reaching out to the atheist in Quran فَأَيْنَ تَذْهَبُونَ آپ اپنے رب کو چھوڑ کر کہاں جا رہے ہو وہ کہاں جا چکے ہو کتنے کریم میں نے تو atheist کو کہا can also be بے نمازی مسلمان فَأَيْنَ تَذْحَبُونَ اوہ میرے بندے اوہ تو میرے ایمان والے بندے اوہ تو تو میرا ایمان لانے والے بندہ ہے کہاں نماز چھوڑ رہا ہے فَأَيْنَ تَذْحَبُونَ can ask that Muslim who is engaged in disobedience to Allah SWT doing guna اوہ میرے ایمان والے بندے بندیا آپ کہاں جا رہے ہو اوہ کس گنا کرنے کے لئے جا رہے ہو Look at the love for Allah has. The disobedient believer, the non-believer, the atheist disbeliever, everyone Allah Ta'ala is addressing in Quran. It's Al-Hanan. al doesn't want any single human being to go astray. Sends his pegham of Quran, his message of mercy to every single one. What a tragedy that this would fall on deaf ears. That they wouldn't hear or they wouldn't listen. Hmm? They wouldn't hearken to Allah SWT's call. So much love Allah SWT has. Another attribute of Allah SWT that we discussed last night in detail is that Allah SWT is Al-Wadi. That he is the friend to the believers. Another attribute of his. He is the wali. Allahu waliyu ladhina amanu. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran that I am the wali of the believers. Oh, I'm your friend. I'm your guardian. I'm your benefactor. I'm your caretaker. Hmm? You'd be so excited if the governor came and told you I will become your wali. Huh? If the president came and told you I'll become your wali. How many happy will you Hmm? 
کتنا اچھلنا چاہیے آپ کو کتنا خوش ہونا چاہیے اللہ تعالیٰ اللہ تعالیٰ کے ساتھ دوستی نہیں لگانا چاہتے دنیا سے دوستی اور چرچ سے دوستی یہ حال ہے چرچ سے دوستی ٹی وی سے دوستی انٹرنیٹ دوستی مومنی Every single second of your life, Allah SWT is telling you, Allahu waliyu ladhina amana. Every single second. Oh, yes, that is Quran, Azim al-Shan, the azali, abadi kalam of Allah SWT. Not once is that Iran, not twice is that Iran. Daimi Elan, even more than every second. I cannot encapture this for you. Even more than every second, even more than every millisecond. Daim, Daim Khitab. Eternal, perpetual, continual, non-stop. Allah Ta'ala is telling in Quran that He is your friend. That Allah Ta'ala who non-stop is saying, Allahu aliyu al-nadina amanu. Iman wala wa aise Allah ke saath dosti nahi laga sakta. نان اسٹاپ کہہ رہا ہے کہ میں آپ کے دوست ہوں There is no creature, no power, no being alive that can love you non-stop. Only Allah SWT loves non-stop. The believers. Yuhibbuhum non-stop. Allahu wadiyu alladhina amnu non-stop. Fa'ayna tazhaboon non-stop. Ma gharraka bi rabbikal kareem non-stop. Allah Akbar. You should feel it. You should feel it in your heart. Receiving kalam of Allah non-stop. That's why we tell the young men you should learn Quran. You should learn these important ayat of Quran. You should write them down. You should keep them in your pocket. You should put them on your screensaver. Non-stop you should be thinking about these things. Allah SWT non-stop is calling out to you. So that was another sifat of Allah SWT. That He is Al-Wali. We should learn to feel the love that Allah SWT has for us. And we should to learn to love Allah SWT back. 
whole life should be lived like this. Feeling like the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, feeling like the lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, feeling like the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, feeling like the lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala brings me safely home. I'm the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then I will go and I will fall into sadda to my Allah Ta'ala. I will become the lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala safely wakes me up in the morning. I was the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the dua that the Prophet made. Why would he make dua on waking up? Why was it that he made this dua? Hmm? Oh, praise be to that being who has raised me up after causing me to fall asleep. Why? He felt the love. He felt that every time he woke up, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala woke him up out of love. Can you imagine that heart? Hmm? And that's who he was. He was the most beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sayyidina Rasulullah, he says, Mahbubullah. Hmm? And that's the path of his sunnah. That's the path of his deen. This deen is the greatest way ever to become the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what Islam is. How could you say I'm not interested in deen? I'm lukewarm about deen. I'm not so sure about my deen. I don't want to go too deep into deen. Oh, what is deen? Deen is the greatest way ever revealed on how to become the beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Can somebody talk like that? That I don't want to be deeply beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I just want to be a little beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you think like that, then yes, you should only follow a little bit of deen. If you think that I only want to be moderately beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, moderately beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you should be moderate in your deen. Yes, I can accept it. But then accept it. <laughs> if you say, no, I want to be deeply beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I want to be super beloved to Allah SWT, then you have to go deep into your deen. You will have to become super in your deen. Yes? And, or we about something. If you want to be extremely beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yes, you will have to go extremely deep into deen. Your choice. Everybody has a choice. What would you get? What do you get in this world? So the two paths, become extremely beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or become moderately beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I think you can understand what you lose. Hmm? What do you get? What do you get? What in the world could you get? Hmm? What is there in this world that you could get? That could justify that loss, that could compensate that loss, that could warrant that loss, that could merit that loss, that could motivate you to accept that loss, that I want to be moderate in my deen. It's just a misconception. It's a deception. Don't be fooled and tricked by popular speakers on TV who try to tell the youth and even our, especially our middle-aged community to be moderate in deen. Are you moderate in dunya? Do you like to live moderately? Hmm? Or do you like to live a good life? Hmm? Do you want your kids to get moderate grades? Would you like your child to have a C average? Moderate education. Would you like to tell people that my son has a moderate degree from a moderate institution and he's doing a moderate job at a moderate salary? Would you like to say like that? Why would you want that your son should only have moderate taqwa? 
only have moderate sunnah, only do moderate ibadah, only have moderate haya. Why would you think like that? Why would you think like that? When that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or you could come up with another thing, if you can tell me that akhirah is moderate, tell me that what Allah ta'ala has in store in Jannah is moderate. So therefore I'll be moderate in my deen. Hmm? Allah Akbar. Allah Ta'ala has amazing, extreme things in store for us in Jannah. Extreme. Or tell me there's a third type of Akhirah that you're headed towards, which is moderate. One is Jannah, that's one extreme. Jannah is another extreme. Is there any third type of Akhirah? Is there any third Akhirah which is moderate? It's neither Jannah, but it's nor Jahannam. Therefore then, if you tell me that there's a third type of Akhirah like that, which is moderate, then I can say, okay, you're living a moderate lifestyle, and you will end up in that moderate Akhirah. Neither 100%, not quite Jannah, but not quite Jahannam. It's not like that. It's not like that. There's Haq, and there's everything else. There's some things in life which are black and white. Like Jannat and Jahannam. That's white and black. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the believers. That is a pure, golden, deep relationship. Deep, deep. That's what Allah ta'ala said in Quran. When Allah ta'ala says in Quran, Udkhulu fisil mikafa. Enter deen of Islam deeply, completely, entirely. How can we say that we don't want to do everything? When Allah Ta'ala loves us entirely, this was the purpose of tonight to show that Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala loves us entirely. Allah Ta'ala loves us absolutely. So that means we also should become entirely and absolutely for Him. That Allah Ta'ala, who has made Himself entirely and absolutely for insan, there is no other creation that gets these things. It's entirely, His love is entirely and absolutely for insan. Is it not time that that insan makes Himself entirely and absolutely for Him? So this is the niyat that we want to make tonight. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from now on I want to spend my life trying to be entirely and absolutely for you. Because now I've learned that your love is entirely and absolutely for me. And if you make that niyat, and you have that talab in your heart, and you make even small effort in that direction, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the qadadan of our efforts. He will guide us closer and closer and closer to Him. He will make it easier and easier for us to go deeper and deeper into deen. May Allah Ta'ala make each and every one of us amongst His muhibbeen, amongst His mahbubeen, amongst His truest and devout and devoted lovers. And may He make us amongst His eternal beloveds in the akhirah. Wa akhirah da'wana. And alhamdulillah. Before we make dua, make a short silent zikr of the heart, close your eyes and bow your head, disconnect yourself from everything in this world and all that is around you and try to go deep into your heart and connect your heart in the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Try to ignite the love for Allah ta'ala in your heart 
and do so by remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do the zikr of Allah ta'ala in your heart, make near that my qalb, my spiritual heart is calling Allah ta'ala's name, as if my qalb is saying Allah, Allah, Allah. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah Make dua subhanallah minal abhaam Allahumma salli ala sinuna Muhammad Wa ala ala sinuna Muhammad Wa barik sallam Rabbana adhanamna anfusana Wa illam takfirlana Wa tarhamna lalakunanna Bil khasirin Rabbik firbarham wa anta khairul rahimin Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to be your true lovers, your true servants, your true slaves. Ya Rabbi Kareem, have mercy on us, Ya Allah. Give us another chance, Ya Allah. Send your hidayah upon our kuloob again, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, we ask that you guide us the path that will bring us closer to you. Ya Allah, we want to make tawbah of every unlawful thing that we do. We make tawbah of every sin that we ever did. We make tawbah of every unlawful love that we ever held. Ya Allah, we ask that you take out all the unlawful feelings from our heart, that you fill our heart with a love for you, a love for deen, a love for Quran, a love for Nabi salam, a love for his sunnah, a love for his sahaba, a love for all of the siddiqeen and salihin, all of the ulama and awliya, Ya Rabbi Kareem, a love for each and everything that is connected to you. And Ya Allah, we ask that you make that love strongest in our heart, greatest in our heart, extreme in our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you give in our heart an extreme love for you. Make us the living misdaq of walladheena amanu ashaddu humman lillah. Ya Allah, we ask that you make us extreme in our love for you, extreme in our love for deen, extreme in our love for sunnah, extreme in our love for the sharia. And Ya Allah, we ask that you take out all the unlawful loves from our heart, take out the unlawful love of dunya from our heart, take out the unlawful love of self from our heart, take out the unlawful lust loves from our heart. Ya Allah, make us pure once again, Ya Allah. Make us true once again, Ya Allah. Make us sincere once again, Ya Allah. Make us amongst the mukhlisin, the sadiqeen, the salihin, the mu'mineen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to be your true mu'mineen, your devout mu'mineen, your devoted mu'mineen, your sincere mu'mineen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, if there's anything in our life that is distracting us from you, any Anything in our life that has made us disobedient to you. Ya Allah, we ask that you rectify that part of our life. That you fix us, Ya Allah. That you help us, Ya Allah. So many times before, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have turned to you. So many times before, we have yearned to be true to you. And Ya Allah, nafs and shaitan made us betray you. Nafs and shaitan made us disobey you. Ya Allah, we ask that you take away this nafs amala. Grant each and every one of us in nafs mutmainna. Ya Allah, protect us from the waswas of shaitan. Protect us from the tricks and deceptions of this world. Protect us from the pitfalls of this world. Ya Rabbi Kareem, let us always have husnizan about deen. Have husnizan about the people of deen. Ya Allah, keep our emotions strong in deen. Ya Allah, we are wavering in our deen. We are faltering in our deen. We are slipping in our deen. We are sliding away from deen. Ya Allah, send your hidayah upon us, Ya Allah. Pick us up, Ya Allah. Set us aright, Ya Allah. Make us steadfast, Ya Allah. Grant us himmat, Ya Allah. Grant us willpower, Ya Allah. Grant us sabr, Ya Allah. Grant us istiqamat, Ya Allah. Make us steadfast and strong in this deen. Thabbit abdamana wa kulubana, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we are your most weak servants and slaves. Every week calls upon the strong. Ya Allah, you are al-qawi. You are al-jabbar. 
God. You know, we ask that you drag us onto this deen, force us onto this deen. You know, save us from our own laziness, Ya Allah. Cure this laziness, Ya Allah. Remove this laziness, Ya Allah. Grant us a talab that will never fade. Grant us a yearning that never fade. You know, we too want to have as undying a love for you as you have an unfading love for us. You know, we want to have an abadi love for you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept our hearts on this night. Make us amongst your muhibbeen. Make us amongst your mahbubeen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, we make dua for each and every one of our friends, our colleagues, our parents, our associates, our neighbors. Ya Allah, make dua for all of this ummah. Ya Allah, make this each and every one of us your truest lovers, your truest slaves, your truest servants. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta sameel alim. وَتُوبُوا عَلَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَابُ الرَّحِيمُ وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَلَى حَبِيبِهِ سَيِّدْنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ